Welcome to Senior Connect, a podcast by Ogra. In this episode of Shannon's Sunshine Share, Shannon Redless speaks with Melissa David, a speech language pathologist, to discuss speech therapy and how it can help seniors and the elderly. Everyone, and happy Tuesday. Welcome to Shannon's Sunshine Share, coming to you from the Lantern of Madison. Today, I'm here with my friend, Melissa Davis. Melissa is our rehab director here at The Lantern. She works for Legacy Healthcare Services, and Melissa is a speech-language pathologist. So, welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. So, I thought it would be a great idea to have um, Missy on today because a lot of people don't, you know, I get a lot of questions from families um, about therapy services and in particular speech therapy because I think there's a lot of things sometimes we don't think about that um, a speech language pathologist can help us with. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that today and kind of, you know, open up the conversation um, for those who might be not even realizing that, that someone like Missy could be helping you at home. Um, so yeah, we're excited to have you here today. So tell us a little bit about you, um, and your journey to become a speech language pathologist. And then we'll kind of talk a little bit about, um, you know, what you do, kind of some of the treatments that you use and, and how you can help people, um, that might be having issues at home. Wonderful. Hello everyone. I hope everybody's having a great day. Um, Like Shannon said, I'm a speech therapist. Um, I wear hearing aids myself, and I started wearing them when I was seven years old. All growing up, I don't know if it's that normal thing that all kids, if there's something in their lives that happens, and that's the direction that they're going to head. All going to school, I wanted to become an audiologist. Uh, I went to the University of Toledo for my undergraduate work, and as I was studying uh, audiology, once I got to the neurology, learning about the brain, I really became fascinated with the idea of being a speech therapist. Hmm. So I did just a minor in audiology for undergrad, and then I got my master's in speech Oh, very pathology. cool. Very cool. Awesome. Um, I have a passion to help people. Um, that's one of the reasons why I picked speech therapy. I have a passion to help people. I think with my hearing loss and the understanding of how other people may be feeling, especially if we have our, uh, residents or our family members that have dementia or Alzheimer's or, um, any other medical complication that could be causing sure issues. And I think that probably really gave you kind of a leg up because you've been through these issues and, you know, you understand how other people are feeling and, and what they're going through. So that's really, that's really pretty neat. Which one of the things as I'm looking at you while you're wearing that mask, <laughs> I'm realizing that With these masks and our loved ones, if we're out and you're taking them to the doctor, it is really difficult for anybody, and especially me, I have to keep asking, what was that? What was that? Mm -hmm. 
because I can't see their mouth. Yeah, it's and huge. That's a big struggle during this pandemic. Absolutely, for a lot I, of people. I notice that a lot with our clients. You know, they they're used to reading our lips and mm -hmm. being able to decipher what we're saying that way. So yeah, it's been a huge challenge. Um, so, but you know. We, we, we're getting through it. You know, sometimes we have to repeat ourselves a few times and that's okay. Um, but yeah, any types of those barriers um, are really difficult, especially like you said, when you're dealing with someone who has some neurocognitive deficits or memory Absolutely. loss, things like that. So tell us a little bit about what a speech language pathologist does, kind of an all-encompassing, you know, uh, job description or, what, you know, what have you. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about some of the certain um, areas that you focus on and some of the cer certain treatment modalities that could help with those areas of focus. Okay. Um, as a speech therapist, the first question or the first response I get from people, I don't have any trouble speaking. You know, my speech is fine. And I really wish at some point that we can change the name a little bit, um, you know, away from just speech therapy. Mm -hmm. One way that I try to tell family members, um, anybody that might be questioning what a speech therapist does, what does an occupational therapist do? I try to have you picture, you know, me standing up. Anything from here up is speech therapy. Okay. From here to your waist is occupational, and then physicals from your waist down to your Oh, I've feet. never heard that before. That's actually brilliant. So if you think of that, that kind of helps. Okay. So for the speech therapy, what's really important is I deal with swallowing. The older we get, uh, some of our dementia patients, um, if somebody's had a stroke, they have difficulties with swallowing. A speech therapist would come in, do an assessment, decide what uh, food, liquid consistency would be the safest. Maybe there are certain strategies that would be best. Tucking your chin when you swallow. Alternating liquids and solids to help clear the food sure. from your mouth. Anything to make them safer as they are eating and so we can make sure that they're getting their proper nutrition. So we deal with the swallowing. Sorry, my mask kind of keeps falling down. So I get it. Me, it's... <laughs> You're not talking to swallow. You're no, I'm not. Mask. Okay. <laughs> um, so we deal with swallowing. Uh, before coming here, I did a lot of work in the skilled nursing uh, rehab centers. And we worked with a lot of people with strokes, mm -hmm. um, the dementia and Alzheimer's. And we deal with the, the language aspect. Uh, communicating your wants and needs, reading and writing, mm -hmm. math, we do memory recall, problem solving, safety, you know, listening comprehension. Mm -hmm. So we do a whole bunch. Um, the main goal that I have when I am working with somebody is to make them as functional as possible with whatever deficits they have. Sure. So, sure. Um, what are, and, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. And, you know, and, and, and for an example, memory, if they're having issues with memory, 
it's always important to try to incorporate your techniques and strategies into like their daily routine. Sure. What can you do to help them achieve? Yeah. It's that muscle memory, having to do it at the same time over and over again, you know, to bypass that part of the brain that's affected by the memory loss first. They yeah. typically say if you do something over and over for 21 days, it becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. um, that is a rule of thumb. Sure. And I have seen that happen. Sure. If you just do the same routine over and over, it will become a habit. So you spend a lot of time kind of providing education to our staff as well. So the communication is really important. So that if you put a, a treatment in place, you know, you're educating the staff on how to do it, when to do it, and why they're doing it, correct? Absolutely. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. And along with educating the staff, it's very important to educate the family as well to let them know what we are working on. Um, if they're in a facility or an assisted living like the Lantern, communication is the best way to go. Absolutely, especially, especially right with now. The quarantine. Yeah, because we are the family's eyes and ears. Um, so it's very important to keep that open line of communication yes. and kind of paint a picture of what's happening. Well, they're not real. I mean, it's difficult for the resident, but it's, it's extremely difficult for the family members, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Not being able to come and see their loved ones. So mm -hmm. communication, uh, daily updates, weekly updates, however the family wants to be updated. I have a few residents that actually, they gave me their cell phone, and I will snap photos I, and show yeah. them walking and send that to the family. I love it. So I see you working a lot with um, our clients and helping them communicate with their families. I've seen you on the FaceTime. I've seen you helping them try to navigate and learn how to work their phones. You know, so that kind of stuff is super important. And I think maybe a lot of people don't realize that that's something that, you know, a speech therapist can help with. That's something that your insurance would cover, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and so that's why I kind of wanted to hop on today and talk about some of the different things because a lot of times, like you said, when people hear speech therapy, they think, oh, I can, you know, I can talk fine or I can swallow fine. But there's so many other things that you can help with. Right. Um, I'm a very computer techie person. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I have people knocking on my door. Can you help me with this? <laughs> Which IT. I don't mind. IT. <laughs> Something that, um, you know, the FaceTiming, the emails, the text messages... I try to take whatever the, the resident wants to do. If they want to pay their own bills on the computer, if they want to set up Skype or FaceTime, they want to talk to their families. My goal is to improve quality of life mm -hmm. and try to incorporate my sessions, whether it's problem solving or memory, in with those functional tasks. Sure. So are they able to remember the step-by-step -step with written cues yeah. next to their computer? Can they follow that the next time? Sure. Um, I see a lot of signs in our clients' rooms, you know, <laughs> and, you know, they're working. They're very helpful just to remind, you know, Mrs. Smith not to get up without ringing her pendant so she doesn't fall, you know, those types of things. Right. Um, so that makes perfect sense. It's very important. Um, communication with family and friends. That's why FaceTime, trying to set up 
their screen so it's just a, a one button push. Yeah. Um, anything that we can do to awesome. improve their quality of life. I love and, it. Well, you do an amazing job here. Uh, oh, that's for you. sure. Everyone loves you. And, you know, you've helped so many of our clients. And we appreciate that. Thank you. Tell me, um, in your in the uh, course of your career, what are the most common diagnoses that you see? In this setting, and I would say lately, you know, over the last several years, there's more and more dementia, mm -hmm. Alzheimer's. Um I would say that is the primary diagnosis, okay. especially in assisted living, sure. that we are working with. Okay. Um, yes. Okay. That, yeah. Okay. I understand that. And with that diagnosis, there's so many things that can encompass. I mean, you know, so, so let's talk about, uh, we talked a lot about some of the interventions that you put in place. What are some of the tests that you can, you know, have ordered by the physician to help you come up with a diagnosis and how to best treat a patient? One of the biggest things all through studying and everything, we have to look at each person as an individual. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of different test measures. Uh, Legacy Healthcare Services uses a, a Claudia Allen okay. scale. And this scale looks specifically at dementia and, and it helps us to identify what level they would be functioning at, what type of cueing they would need, what type of, um, you know, redirection. It just gives you a more, you know, a better idea. Okay. And then we can educate staff. So that we have the, you know, the placemat, we have the typical, the mini mental state exam that a lot of physicians use, our MOCAs. Um, so we have the standardized and plus you have the informal measures. Watching them when they're in their apartments, brushing your teeth, mm -hmm. seeing how they dress. Mm -hmm. So we look at the whole picture okay. and use that Perfect. That as a... That makes cool. sense. So what are some of the things that families, so what are some of those key things that families at home should be looking for to see if maybe their loved one might qualify for some speech therapy services? Um, you know, just a few off the top of my head that I can think of would be um, like pocketing food or choking when they're eating or drinking those types of things. So what other things can they just kind of keep their eye out for at home? The biggest thing that I would look at at home is if you start noticing your loved one maybe wandering a little bit more, maybe having difficulties locating their favorite watch that they wear every day or misplacing things, um, like you said, the pocket of the food, the choking, maybe a decreased appetite. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't realize that if they're not eating, there's a possibility there's a swallowing issue. Yeah. Maybe it hurts when they're swallowing. Sure. And that's why they're not eating. You know, maybe their teeth don't fit right and they can't thoroughly chew that food. So those are okay. uh, things to look for as well. Maybe the your loved one is having trouble saying a sentence. 
maybe the words just aren't making sense. Those types of things okay. I would look at. Um, yes. Those are some great pointers. So now we know some of the things that we should, should be looking out for. And now we know that, you know, there's folks out there like Missy who can help with these issues. And again, you know, this is something that your insurance, you know, would cover. So I think that's very important to know that you have people who can come in and assist you um, with the issues that you're having with your loved ones. So um, we are very grateful to have our, our therapy team here. They're amazing. They are super creative, think outside the box type of folks. Um, and no treatment plan looks the same from patient to patient. No treatment plan looks the same. Um, which is, you know, like you said, it's so individualized and I love that. So Absolutely. you guys do an amazing job. Um, Thank you. and just to kind of give you a little walkthrough when someone moves in, um, to the lantern or into a setting like assisted living or long-term care, I, um, personally ask the, uh, physician, the admitting physician for an order for a speech, um, uh, eval, a physical therapy eval, an occupational therapy evaluation. So, um, and Legacy offers theirs at no charge. So what happens is, you know, when someone moves in and they're getting settled, then all three um, therapists can go in and do their evaluation and then, you know, give the family a call with, hey, these are our recommendations. This is what I think can help benefit your mom or your dad. Um, so, you know, it's a really smooth transition and it's a huge help, especially, you know, when people are in a new environment. Absolutely. So, well, thank you so much for being here today. Well, and thank you for having me. All of the info and for everything you do every day. And thank you all for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you next week. And um, please feel free to reach out to us at 440-428-2664. If you have any questions um, in regards to today's um, broadcast or if you have any ideas on what you would like to see us talk about in the future. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit us at www.okra.com for more great content.